Well, the Dunbars, you know them. They're going to come on up and uh, share. You know they've visited here before. Maybe you are uh, supporters of them in some way. If you're not, I, consider, I, I, I suggest that you consider the possibility to be able to support them in prayer and support them financially as well. Um, they've been great friends of ours for a very long time. Very and, long time. And we, over, over 30 years. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is long. You Anyways. guys were one of our first supporters. Today. Yeah, yo, yeah, yeah. And, and we continue to, and we just love them so very much. And uh, just look forward to how God is going to speak through them and, uh, and reach us as well, too. So, guys. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I trust you can understand us, okay? Let us know if we need to get the mic up closer, okay? But it's just so good to be here. We are with World Gospel Mission. Um, in Mexico, although really COVID has opened the doors so that we're in all of Latin America mm -hmm. or Spanish-speaking America, which includes the U.S. as well, right. by the way. Um, and uh, we are here actually uh, to celebrate the birth of our, of our grandson. And, uh, and so we, we have our phones silenced in case we get the notice today, you know, because it could be any time. <laughs> Uh, so we're really excited about that as well. And these things bring joy, don't they? Life brings joy. And uh, in 3 John 4, it says, I have no greater joy than knowing that my children are walking in truth. And for those of us who have kids, whether they're biological, whether they're kids that we have raised, or whether they are spiritual kids, that is so true. And I trust that the report that we give today, you will see it as part of your fruit as well. Because then in Psalms, it says, he who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. And so fruit, bearing fruit brings joy. Because you, you see, uh, you are fulfilling the purpose for which God created that to be. And that is to bear fruit. God is a God who loves to bear fruit. And the verse that God has given Serena and I since last century, <laughs> uh, when we first started all this uh, mission business, was 2 Timothy 2.2. And it says, The things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. And uh, we see that in this last year or two years, God has just opened up multiple doors. Mm -hmm. Where COVID has shut certain doors, it has opened up many others. And so we're really excited to share about some, some of these things that God has opened up for us. Yeah. So one of the greatest joys I've been having is seeing our Bible studies for women just grow. And, you know, it's, it's, it's exciting to see it grow in number. But it's also exciting to see people grow in their walk with the Lord. And um, I currently have uh, people from the age of about 19 up through 80 in our different Bible studies. Um, I have people in the States. I have people in Mexico. And I have a new lady from Honduras who's joined. So, you know, my Bible studies are not in just one church anymore. It's expanded. And um, we've had to divide... I don't like the word divide, multiply <laughs> the Bible studies because it was taking too much time. We had too many people in one group to be meeting so long online. 
And so we've had to increase the number of Bible studies that we have now. So for me, the pandemic has actually been a blessing, and I'm joyful because I've seen how he has opened up doors that I wouldn't have had an opportunity to minister in before. It has also been interesting to see how we, um, in, in Mexico, the evangelicals are considered a cult. Yeah, I saw a shocked face there. Yeah, that's why I felt. <laughs> but we in this cult have actually started meeting with Catholic women, and there is no division. We are just studying God's word, and it's been so much fun to see eyes opened as all of us are digging into the scripture and just being um, reinforced or new things popping out at us of what God wants for us. You know, when I hear uh, young women say, oh, I really need to give everything to Jesus. <laughs> it just brings such, such joy. Or when I uh, hear them say, this scripture that we read today was for me. This happened, um, in fact, just this last Wednesday as I was uh, teaching or studying together Luke 23, it happened. Again, um, there in Luke 23, Jesus is on his way to Calvary. And in verses 28 and 29, Jesus told the women not to cry for him, but rather to cry for themselves because a time is coming when it would be better not even to bear children. And one of the women just started crying as she was reading this scripture. It turned out that two of the women in that group are barren. And those words spoke so much to them. Because the Holy Spirit was just touching them and helping them to realize they don't need happiness by having children. But they need happiness or they can have happiness by following Christ. So it's times like that that just, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's kind of like watching your kids walk for the first time. You know, it's just an exciting moment, a happy moment, a joyful moment. And those aha moments are just, they're so fun to be there and see it happen. Now, uh, I don't know if you know this, but your own Maddie, Maddie Steele is part of our Bible studies. And it's been fun having her join us. And I don't know if she wants to share at some point um, some of the things that she has learned through these Bible studies. Um, they are in, in Spanish. Spanish yeah. They are in Spanish. One of the things that I have seen is her ability to communicate in Spanish grow. I, there's other things, too. But it's been fun having her join us and other people. Um, we've also had in that same group that Maddie's with us a lady join us. Um, she's a niece of one of my friends in Saltillo. The niece actually lives in Georgia. But this girl has joined us um, right after she came down with cancer. And so we as a group started praying for her on a regular basis. And it was so exciting to hear the news that um, she's only at stage one and that it was contained. And so as she's going through chemo, we're right there with her, praying with her and going through these studies together. And she has just felt that fellowship, even though we're hundreds and thousands of miles away, she has felt that companionship, that, that fellowship that she needs during this time. You know, COVID isn't easy, but those ways that God has opened up through technology have allowed us to be there comforting and encouraging one another. 
And um, it's, it's just been fascinating to see how God has brought different things around in different ways. It was actually through a ministry that Mark and I had started last year um, called Work for a Living that I got to know Ruth. Now, Ruth, uh, when she came to us, <laughs> was a broken woman. But uh, through the Work for a Living, and then uh, she and I started a Bible study, we have seen her blossom. She, um, she actually has been one of the people who, have, who has invited a lot of friends and family members to join our Bible studies, and, and we've seen her grow so much. And if you uh, have or get the call from World Gospel Mission, the magazine, she actually has a story written up about her in that magazine this month. But it's, it's lives like Ruth that make this all worthwhile. It's seeing people grow in the Lord. It just brings real joy. So, um, Mark, because we're talking about Work for a Living, maybe you should share, or you can share a little bit about what Work for a Living is all about. Okay, and by the way, the call is online, too, so that if you don't get the physical magazine. And, uh, yeah, Work for a Living was an initiative started in South Africa to help the poor. Uh, uh, the the couple behind it, uh, Walter and Ina Richards, they had a real passion. After reading Isaiah chapter 58, they had a real passion to see uh, the, the cycle of poverty broken in South Africa. And so they did what everyone would do. They, they brought the unemployed into a room, they taught them some skills, and they found jobs for them, and they failed. Because they realized, or that's when they started to realize, that poverty is, is not a lack of knowledge, and poverty is not a lack of opportunity, but rather poverty is a lack of wisdom. Poverty is not a lack of resource. It is the lack of God's wisdom, of knowing how to use what God has placed in our hands and to use it, to multiply it, because God is a God who loves to multiply things. And so um, it is much deeper than just a lack of resource or a lack of, of knowledge. And so through Work for Living, I've been privileged to speak into the lives of uh, over 100 people who are either starting a business or growing a business in a Spanish-speaking country. Um, and, uh, and so we teach business principles through a biblical uh, foundation, uh, biblical perspective. And it's basic enough so that those with a sixth grade education can understand it, and it's deep enough so that those with a master's degree or an engineer uh, or who are engineers, it's challenging for them. And so it's, it's been a lot of fun seeing this uh, developed. Um, my, my role has been putting it all into Spanish and then starting it in Latin America. So I'd like for you to see a little video um, uh, on the concept of work because this is the foundational part, is the concept of avodah. Avodah is a Hebrew word used in the Old Testament over a hundred, around a hundred times. Half the time it is used or it is translated worship. We worship God, we avodah. The other half it is used as service, service to others, is our work. And so avodah 
is telling us that what we do in our work is our worship to God. Our worship to God is not restricted to singing here. It is not restricted to praying, but rather our worship to God is through everything we do. The way that we create things, the way that we cut hair, the, the way that we teach, the way that we drive. Well, maybe not that one, right? <laughs> uh, but that everything we do re- is worship uh, to God. And so uh, as a business owner, this completely revolutionizes people's way of seeing it. So first video, please. How do you see work as a blessing or a curse? Is it merely a necessary evil or a means of developing that person you were created to be? More importantly, how does God see work? The Cultural Commission shows us that before the fall, God made us in His image in order that we could steward His creation. That we would take care of it, make it multiply and use it for the glory of the Creator and the good of mankind. This was our work. This was our worship. This was our culture. The Hebrew word for work and worship is the same, avodah. The fall did not change the cultural commission because we are designed in God's image as creators, not consumers. Our work is our means of creating godly culture around us, beauty in the arts, justice in business and politics, goodness in science and development, truth in education, compassion in our relationships. This is the kingdom. This is our work. This is our worship. This is our culture. Avodah. It is what gives us purpose and meaning. Poverty is not so much the lack of resources as the lack of godly culture. God's means of combating poverty is through work and development, forming businesses that create godly culture. How is your Avodah? And so we had this one student, Mariana. She lives in Mexico City. Uh, she, uh, she has a job now, but back in 2008, uh, with, with the recession, she lost her job. And her, her dad talked her into opening a tool business. And so she now has an automotive tool business. And uh, she's a strong Christian. And she says, I want to serve God with everything. And so as a result, she put her business to the side so that she could worship God in church. She could serve God in church. Then she took this course, and she realized that she was not the owner of that tool business. God was. And so she said, I'm going to have to give an accounting for this business to God at some time. And so I need to make sure it is excellent. I need to make sure that it glorifies God. And so she put it in order. And in six months, her sales have tripled. And she makes sure that God is one who who receives all the glory. And so we show that God really hates poverty. Poverty is a stronghold of Satan. And 
and he keeps us from fulfilling what God has created us to be. And how are these strongholds uh, made uh, possible? It is always through a lie. And so many people in Latin America are, uh, have been taught that they were born poor, they're going to die poor. They are poor because somebody did something to them. They are a victim. As a result of this, they can do nothing to get out of this. Someone has to pull them out of poverty. Uh, and that lie has kept many people, many generations enslaved in poverty in, throughout all of Latin America. Because true wealth is not resources, it's, it's wisdom. It is living God's way. And so uh, God's word shows us the way to life and, and eternal life starts here as we're living God's way and then it goes on into eternity, as, as Jim was saying. And so another example are Carlos and Rebecca. Uh, they owned uh, shoe businesses in the shoe capital of the world, which is León, Mexico. Mexico. And uh, that's what, I mean, there's this huge sign that says the shoe capital of the world. And you can believe it. You go in there and you see the same shoes that we see here. They make them down there. And uh, it's just a whole city revolving around the, the sale of shoes and making of shoes. And they have had several factories of making shoes. They've had hundreds of employees under them and everything. However, they have always thought that the, the main concept or the, the principle, the foundation of business is capital. And so they've always had to, uh, to be heavily indebted in order to get the capital that they need. So when COVID hit, it dried up their business. And by the time they paid off their debt, they were left with some equipment and about $10 in pocket. And they said, oh, what are we going to do now? Uh, we have equipment, and so, you know, uh, they were new Christians at this time, and they also heard about the course, and they decided to take the course. And one of the first principles that we teach in that course is that in order to start a business, you should not go out and find capital, but first of all, use what you have in hand. So they said, okay, we have this equipment, and we have $10, and so we need some kind of capital. So God brought a, uh, a client who ordered 7,000 face masks that they could produce, and he put down 50%. And with that 50%, they were able to uh, make those face masks and start a whole new business. And uh, so that now uh, they have designed a new type of work boot that is really selling well in Mexico. Uh, they have taken out a small loan now, but it is now after they already have the processes, they already have the clients, the demand, and everything. And uh, more importantly, they realize that God is the owner of their, of their business, and they have really been growing in the Lord. Uh, Rebecca has been uh, on the, the Bible study with Serena, and uh, I have another study with them. Uh, at a different time, but they have been reaching out to their whole community, uh, just showing them and not 
you know, knocking on the door and, and hitting them over the head with the Bible as much as just saying, God has a, a plan for you. And, you know, you're going through this issue. God can help you. And so like many others, Mariana, Carlos, and Rebecca are wanting to run kingdom businesses. And as you saw up there, uh, John Kirby of Business as Mission says, a kingdom business has three basic characteristics. It makes a profit for the owner, it benefits the community, and it has an impact on the kingdom of God. And so my goal is to see thousands of kingdom businesses all throughout Latin America. God's um, solution for poverty is not charitable donations. It is through business, because God is a God who likes us to multiply things. It's found before the fall. And so... Um, Part of this is seeing businesses that bring justice, beauty, and goodness into their communities. And another part of this is seeing work for a living started in different countries. And I'm just so grateful, and this is part of the joy that I have, and I trust you will share it with me, that we now have people in Mexico, in Honduras, El Salvador, Venezuela, and Paraguay who are now starting centers of teaching this uh, so that we can see uh, thousands of kingdom businesses rise up all throughout uh, Latin America. And so as we say, this is where joy comes from, seeing fruit. Mm -hmm. Don't you enjoy seeing God at work in different places? I mean, I love it. I love seeing how we can work together with others and then they get an inspiration and they take off in different things. Um, one of the blessings I've had this last uh, few months actually is being able to see our national church start something new. Uh, in last November, I was down in Irapuato and the president of our national church, Francisco, uh, accompanied me to go see where our new missionaries were going to work. Now our new missionaries who are coming are actually from Honduras. They were students of ours at uh, the Bible Institute there. And they're coming to serve at a bilingual Christian school as well as serve with some other missionaries from Honduras who also happen to be students of ours from El Salvador. And um, so it's, it's, it's kind of fun to see how God ties all that together. But uh, Francisco and I met up with Dani and Carminda, who are this other missionary couple there, and went out to see this bilingual Christian school. And the church in Irapuato has been dreaming of starting a Christian school for years. I mean, since we got there, they were talking about it, but they've never put it in practice. And so Francisco went along, and he saw how this other school, Christian school, was operating, and he got so excited. You would not believe it. He started talking to them, well, what curriculum do you use? How do you do this? What, what's the process with government? You know, and he's all full of questions and everything. That evening, we go back to Irapuato, and uh, he immediately calls together his leaders from his church and his teachers. And they meet together that very evening and start talking about, okay, this is what we need to do to start up a Christian school. And so by January... They started tutoring kids from their community 
who were struggling because of this whole COVID issue and everybody's learning online and not all of us are able to grasp things from online. So they opened up a tutoring program and through that tutoring program, they are now able to uh, get organized for starting up the school this fall. In fact, they have 12 students already signed up to start classes in August. But what they're lacking are scholarships and a teacher for teaching English to the younger kids. So if you guys would like to share the joy, um, maybe you know somebody who could help teach down there, a teacher who would like to go down and, and help with uh, teaching English to the young kids, or maybe you would like to help with a scholarship. It's $12.50 a month to help sponsor a 50% scholarship for these students. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how you want to be incorporated in this. Maybe you just want to pray that this school really gets off the ground and starts really impacting Irapuato. Irapuato is a large city that has a lot of international companies there, and it has too few schools, period. I mean, there are not enough schools in the city to begin with, so the classes are over, overtaxed, and there aren't Christian schools. And so this would be a brand new opportunity to impact people with God's word from the time they're little and going on. And another ministry that God has opened up through COVID, in a sense, has been uh, creating uh, videos dealing with biblical um, uh, worldview for, for kids, for youth, and young adults. We call it switch because you have to turn on a switch. Uh, and also you have to switch from... Uh, a secular worldview to a biblical worldview. And uh, there's a member on our team who uh, studied videography. Did I say that right? Videography. <laughs> Making videos uh, in, in Texas. So he's bilingual. Uh, he's, and he has just done an excellent job of putting these together. So we have Switch Discovery, which are two to three minute videos talking about uh, scientific evidence for creation, you know, like the Discovery Channel, except a biblical concept of that. Uh, we have uh, switch negocios or switch business, a word where he interviews uh, different kingdom business owners and asks them about their faith, about their walk with God and, and their business and, and how these biblical principles have affected them. We have switch musica or switch music, uh, where he, he speaks to different artists, Christian artists, and how their songs are able to impact culture. Um, for example, uh, he, he interviewed a, uh, an artist uh, who has a, a son with Down syndrome, and so he wrote a song about uh, Down syndrome and, and the, the way in, in which... Um, the world may see that person as, as a burden, but he sees uh, how that young child has helped him in, in his own life. And so he sees him as a treasure instead of as a burden. All this in the form of music, in Spanish, obviously. Um, 
And so uh, there's another one, which is a uh, puppet where Donnie and Nina are the two puppets. And as they grow up in a Latin American city, learning about the things of God, uh, that's for the, the smaller kids, obviously. And with each of these, the purpose is to not only to disciple people, but also to give them tools to be able to disciple others. And so uh, we have created channels on Facebook, on TikTok, on, uh, oh, what are the other ones? Uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, because that's where the youth are today. And uh, I'm sure some of them are newer ones now too. Uh, but anyway, so we're trying to give tools to people. Why? Because God has called us to disciple. And discipleship is not just going through a 12-book uh, class in church. It's everyday life. And discipleship brings change into life. And so um, I want to show another video that talks about this whole process and how work for a living sees itself as a discipleship tool. And so uh, pay attention to it. I'd love to see a Work for Living Center start up here in, uh, in Portland. Because as you know, Portland desperately needs the same message. I teach work for a living here in Nairobi and we empower young people to break the back of poverty off of their lives forever. So how do we take a city? How do we change a nation? I'm sure you'll agree with me wherever you are in the world that change is needed. At Work for a Living for the last 14 years we've been working with the unemployed and the poor and we found two areas that need great urgency. The one we need to get truth into the communities and the other, we need to get people working. And the two, we believe, go hand in hand. At Work for a Living, we are of the view that discipleship includes working. In other words, if people are discipled, they will be working. We've simply taken the word and applied them to jobs, to business, and to finance. And we've put all of that in bite-sized pieces that are easy to understand easy to teach and get people thriving and working. We want to partner with people who want to see change. We are raising an army of ordinary people, ordinary people who believe firstly that Matthew 28 applies to them, ordinary people who believe and understand that they are responsible for impacting society. Ordinary people who believe that the gospel is powerful enough to break the cycle of poverty. And ordinary people who believe that we, the church, are the change agents that need to make that happen. We've got three foundational programs that you can use. 
You can gather a group of people, teach them, and basically then watch them start working. The three programs are Wired for Business, there's Work for a Living, Job Skills, and then there's Smart Finance, which relates to people that work. They can be done online or they can be done in a, in a classroom environment. What is the end result? The end result is people empowered by God's truth, living according to His ways and working. We've got groups going in Kailitsha, in Port Elizabeth, in Johannesburg. We've got groups in Tanzania, in Uganda, in Rwanda. We've got groups in, in Mexico and across South America. We've got a couple in, in Mexico working with groups in nine different countries, helping them all to find work. People meet with their groups in the mornings. People meet with their groups in the evenings. People meet over lunch, an hour at a time. You know, in the last years that we've been running Work for a Living, we've had over 1,500 businesses start because of this. From beekeeping businesses to vegetable farms to cement businesses to transport companies, events management, hair salons, uh, childcare centers, we've had just under 30,000 unemployed students come through our programs, people who were desperate and saw no opportunities. And we've had thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who saw no opportunities, find employment and gainful employment. Why? Because they were simply taught the truth the truth that you can work and that you have to work, and then showing them how to do that. I am a former Work for a Living student. Before I joined Work for a Living, I was jobless, but now I own my own video production company. Hi, my name is Bushep Low. I'm a former Work for a Living graduate. I was unemployed for two years, and now I'm working as an intern for YWAM. I'm a Work for a Living alumni. Uh, right now, I own a company that deals with the uh, supplying of construction materials within Nairobi. I learned so many skills, how to relate with people, and finally, I got promoted. I'm currently a finance manager, and I'll be forever grateful. Buenas tardes, mi nombre es Beatriz Castañeda. Fui parte del curso Wire, el cual imparte el hermano Marcos Dumbar el cual me fue de grande bendición y lo recomiendo ampliamente. Entren, les va a servir muchísimo. Abre la mentalidad tremendamente de parte de Dios. El Señor les bendiga. So Jesus always puts the cross where the battle is hardest fought. And we want to do the same and we'd like you to join us. Poverty is a battle and we need a Christianity that works. How do you get critical mass? It takes one person, possibly you. One person who believes that Matthew 28 applies to you. One person who believes that discipleship must include getting people working. From the one person, you have a believing minority. And from the believing minority, you have critical mass. And that is what we want. Funza Wired for Business na Work for a Living katika vitongoji vya Kibera na Madhari hapa Nairobi, Kenya. I'm with Work for a Living Port Elizabeth, South Africa. I help unemployed people find jobs. Lo que más me impactó del curso de Wired es que ayudando a las personas a romper con el paradigma de la pobreza, le estamos ayudando a que puedan cumplir un propósito. Hi, I'm Mark Dunbar, and I give Wired for Business in Latin America. We give it one hour a day for 20 different days, and it's been so much fun seeing more than 80 businesses developed in nine countries in the past five months. I also had the privilege of meeting on WhatsApp with pastors and businessmen from Malawi. They are planning to take this course 
to the 25 churches that they are involved in. The truth of the matter is this. God is going to reach the lost. God is going to reach the nations. God is going to set the captives free and God is going to bring the good news to the poor. How can we hold back instead of joining a cause that cannot fail? Isaiah 58:10 says, "And if you spend yourself on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday." If you want to infiltrate your city, if you want to make a difference, if your heart is beating right now, then join us. It's simple. You can either email us on the email below or you can go straight to our online site, equip yourself through the train the trainer, gather a group and get people working. takes one person. It only takes one person. Maybe you're that person today. Isn't that true, Joy? When we can see others changed, when we can see God at work, we, we would love to have you join with us. Um, if you're not already receiving our updates and would like to, please get a hold of us later and we'll give you our email address and, and you can give us ours so we can be in contact together. If you're not already praying for us on a regular basis, we'd ask you to do that. It's so important. Prayer, prayer is the backbone. Prayer is the backbone. But I want to leave you with this. This verse from uh, Psalm 1611 talks about what true joy is. It's being in God's presence. You make me known. You make known to me, excuse me. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. God's presence is so important. Thank you for inviting us to come be with you today. May God give you joy as you go out this week. Well, you've heard some special things that uh, are going on and uh, ways to be part of it as well. I trust to take some time to be able to talk with uh, Serena and Mark after service. Um, they'll be in the back there, I'm sure, to uh, talk with you and visit with you about the different things uh, going on there and what they've shared here today and how you could be part of it. Uh, one thing I didn't uh, uh, let you know about, and I usually do each day, but about our Tithes and offerings, of course, we don't take an offering plate around the place here, but we do have a black box that is secured against the wall there, and uh, you can leave your tithes and offerings there. I also encourage you that if you want to as well, you can indicate on an envelope and leave a, a special love offering for the Dunbars, and uh, you can put that in an envelope and in the black box back there. Those of you who are online, you can do the same through our website. And uh, the round uh, uh, little red dot there on our web page, you can click on that. And uh, you can, of course, give your tithes and offerings that way. Or send them in uh, through uh, regular mail. Our mailbox is, is secure as well, too. But if you also, too, want to uh, 
send in uh, support for the Dunbars in that way. You can indicate that through that uh, giving on the website and uh, we'll make sure it gets, uh, gets to them. Uh, also too, friendship slips. Uh, you're here today if you have prayer requests or anything else you wanna to communicate to me about, uh, to leadership or whatever, you can uh, use the friendship slip before you and, and put it in the black box and we will, we will see that and, and act upon it. Those of you who are online as well too, on our website, uh, the contact button there on our webpage, you can click on that and you can uh, make sure you, uh, you filled out that form and it's kind of like the friendship slip. And it's at hvcommunity.church is our webpage and you can uh, uh, navigate to there for all those things online. But I also too, again, want to encourage you to be able to uh, spend some, those who are in person here, of course, spend some time and talking with the Dunbars and visiting with them and uh, maybe to get to know them a little more and how you might be able to be part of that ministry that they've expressed here today. Uh, also, too, um, like to be able to just uh, remind each one of us here that we are to be ambassadors in some way, to uh, let people know about uh, Jesus in some way, in some form. And we have people who are out and about doing that. And we can either be those people or we can help those people. <laughs> and I trust that uh, you'll, you'll choose one of those or maybe even both to be part of, and uh, why not the Dunbars? Um, they've been pretty good for 30 years for us. <laughs> so they're good people to support. Anyway, thank you guys for sharing today. Thank you for sharing on the topic of joy as well, too, and how you interlace that throughout all this. It's true. You can find joy within all the different things that are going on, even within the pandemic and all the restrictions, and it looks like God has led you through that and has given you a lot of uh, experiences of joy during these days, and I'm, I'm thankful for that and thankful for hearing about that as well. Well, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to have our worship team come on up. And again, I just encourage you to leave your tithes and offerings in the back there and uh, also to uh, giving to the Dunbars as well, too, and indicate that on, on the envelopes that you have in your, in your pews. So um, worship team, why don't you come on up, and I'm going to go ahead and pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day, and thank you, Lord, for the opportunity we have here to hear from uh, Mark and Serena Thank you, Lord, for uh, opening our eyes up to the ministries and things that are going on and work for a living and, uh, and just the idea of how uh, work and worship come together. And I pray, Lord, that you'd continue to be with that ministry of, uh, of kingdom businesses and, Lord, that you'd continue to uh, increase that. And as Mark said, that it would happen here in this area as well, too. So, Lord, I pray that you raise up people that are ready and willing to step forward and be part of that. And uh, pray, Lord, that you would just increase the, the, the borders of that. And uh, pray, Lord, also, too, that you continue to be at the Dunbars as they uh, just continue to express uh, uh, what has been going on in, in ministry in Mexico to other places they'll be visiting. And pray, Lord, that you'd have uh, people in those churches be ready to uh, support them in prayer and financially as well, too, and, and especially, too, with the ministry that is going on. Lord, I ask that you also to just use them for your glory. Be with them and uh, their family as they anticipate this little one to be born here soon. And pray, Lord, that that will go smoothly as well. But Lord, thank you for your, your presence here with us. And as we continue on with our time together to sing a, a few songs and worship to you, we pray that our attention again would just be upon you. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. <laughs>